This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hi, this is Craig Huey of Reality Alert Word, and thanks again for tuning in to our podcast. And today I'm super excited about our guest, uh, Chris Dolan. Uh, Shelley, Shelley's yep. with me. Hi, everyone. So our guest is going to be talking about how truth can be disseminated, how news that isn't tainted by bias can be able to be not censored by big tech or deplatformed. And uh, he's Chris Chris Dolan. Chris, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. And I I wish I had that hat. (laughs) Great hat. That's great. So Chris is president and executive director of the Washington Times. And he's had a lot of experience in news. He's seen, he's kind of an insider as to what's going on. And a lot of what we hear um, might not quite be right about censorship, deplatforming. Um, you know, for, for our service, many subscribers have complained. I've complained about censorship. I've complained about the deplatforming. Washington Times is one of the great newspapers in America today. It's a newspaper I, I read, I encourage people to read. It gives you news from a totally different perspective than you would find from the local press or some of the mainstream media. And um, I call it more of an objective uh, analysis and reporting of the news. Chris, how would you describe the Washington Times? Yeah, I, I really appreciate your description of us. Um, I'm a third generation journalist. I don't like the term journalist. We would say newspaper man, but I guess (laughs) newspaper man is probably out of vogue. Right. Um, But we do one thing that that I really think is important is we differentiate between news and opinion. And we always have. Yes. And we don't consider our news conservative or liberal. Yes. We just consider it news. Yes. And there is no litmus test for being a reporter at our place as long as you can go talk to people and dig and find documents and back up arguments and figure out what's going on in Washington. That's all we care about. Right. Um, and that causes problems on both sides of the aisle for us. Yes. I mean, historically, we've been able to cover um, topics that have been omitted by the New York Times or right. the Washington Post or have been right. ignored and bring them to the fore. And then on the commentary side, we are unabashedly conservative. Our editorial page is conservative, which makes us unique in America. There's not a lot of conservative editorial pages. That is true. And the paper itself has cherished its role over the last 40 years as a conduit of news information, as well as a robust, you know, we're running four to eight commentary pages a day in print before the Internet took over. Yes. And was a robust place for debate, even among the Republican Party and the factions within it. So um, we really think that our role is to give people outside the Beltway now um, access to information they may not be seeing yes um, and so they can make decisions about the world around them so we look at news as information that helps you decide what's going on in the world around you and we don't really have an interest in tainting that at all we want it to be straight and to you um, and I we've I'd like to say flourished um, we were historically a parochial paper in town. Yeah that was read by all the decision makers and that was the most important thing. And and during that time, I don't think we did enough to grow ourselves outside of Washington. Yeah. Um, The internet gave us the ability to do that and our readership exploded across the country. Right. 
but now as um, social media companies became a delivery system for yes. news, they also are the ones that turn off the spigot. They do. And, and Chris, um, uh, I got to tell you, uh, I, I think the editorial integrity and objectivity of the Washington Times is great. And uh, I know you're under a lot of pressure. Uh, if you say something that would upset a, a conservative politician, you said it because it, it's news and it's objective. Uh, uh, but you, you get you get criticism quite a bit. Uh, as an aside, Shelley, the Washington Times did uh, publish one of your uh, articles, right? Oh, honey, you don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I'm more interested in hearing what he has to say. But yes, they did. And it was on prayer when you were running for Congress with adopt a precinct, which is what we did. We had people adopt a precinct right. for prayer. The thing that I loved about that time frame and how they paid attention to prayer is that as much as their reach is like what you were saying, Chris, a wide reach, intrinsically, you're uh, recognizing that the value is based on prayer and, you know, the explosion of readership, all of the things that you come up against, I guarantee you, your staff is praying. You know what I mean? No doubt. And, 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 <laughs> we have a lot of people praying yeah, for us. Yeah, and you know that prayer works and it changes minds and changes things. So I love that that is, a, I feel that has been a real um, basic foundation within what the Washington Times represents. You can talk all day long about strategy and right. how to go out and reach more people, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the feeling I've gotten from your team yeah. forever. Well, for, you know what I mean? Well, the mantra is freedom, faith, family. Right? Yeah. And that always been the mantra of the organization. And it was founded... Um, and I, I said it yesterday, and I guess it's back in vogue too, is communism. Right? Yeah. It was founded as yeah. an anti-communist paper. That's right. Right, because the ownership lives right. under it and understands yeah. the corrosive nature of yeah. what it does to religion. So yes. we've always been very respectful of all religion. Yes. And we cover all religion in a respectful way. We right. don't mock it. Um, you know, yeah. that's the easy thing to do is when oh, you disagree yeah. with something, you mock it. That's and that's right. what the left is very good at. Yeah. Um, so we really tried and we and, and culture. So all this bleeds together. Right. So, yep. I mean, we up until in the in, in our paper, when I first got there for the first 15 years, we had a from the pulpit section every day in the print edition where we ran a mm -hmm. pastor sermon on the Monday newspaper. Wow. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. And that's actually some of the stuff yeah. that I'm trying to figure out how to bring back in some capacity, because we do think faith coverage as well as how it fits into culture and entertainment yeah. and everything else that's going on. Yeah. Um, we have several people who are paying attention to that. And we have several columnists who are solely, we have Everett Piper, um, former president of a university, Christian University, yes. writes for us regularly. Yep. Um, we have Cheryl Chumley who mm -hmm. writes from the faith opinion. We have at least three or four people who are faith-based writers in our right. paper every day. So we're very committed to it. So, Chris, you cover news, and many people covering news, and certainly if they have commentary, are finding that they're being censored. That whether it be Facebook or Google, if it's a video on YouTube, 
other type of platforms, they're being censored. Tell me what, why this is happening, how, how bad is this, and how has it affected the Washington Times? Um, it's getting bad. Yeah. Um, up until, you know, there's been drop-off points. So COVID definitely impacted it. And right. January 6th definitely impacted yes. it. Um, so, you know, I saw the evolution, and I've seen the evolution of time from from print to to digital, oh, yeah. right? Which really didn't take off until Obama's first run. So right. When he was running for office, news became a twenty four hour commodity. Right. People were just writing and, and throwing up everything people said, yeah. and then it became a chase for page views. Yeah. Um, nothing really produces enough money to offset the loss of delivery and print subscription. Right. Um, so everybody's been flailing about and during that time you had you know the left started to talk about misinformation now both political parties deal with misinformation right Right. and trying to set the narrative around a story yes um and the issue that has written they've gotten very good at it and at the same time they've realized that they can get away with silencing other debate Mm -hmm. so who do you go after Right. One of the people you go after is people who are considered very legitimate. Yes. And we are considered very yes. legitimate. Um, right. And we've been ranked in the top five of newspapers yes. across the whole country as trustworthiness by right. national polls. Um, so over the last year, it's, it's sped up and we've seen and what we call it as ghosting. We haven't been deplatformed. You just can't find our stuff. It's very hard to find our stories. We had at least three or four exclusives early this week. One of them that had, they had to pull the ice nominee because of our reporting. And, and, and you don't th- see th- it this is anywhere. So, this is so uh, insidious because we have seen that with our newsletters that we have articles that in the past would have gotten immense distribution right. nationwide, worldwide, and they're impossible to find on a search. They aren't put anywhere near anybody's search if they're looking for a topic. Uh, they're suppressed. Right. And that's where the evolution has occurred. So yeah. what you said is very key. Is yes. that you used to get the traction. That you used okay. to. So what they realized is they can get away with silencing that traction. Right. And what they went from was fact correcting. Because it's very hard to factually correct a lot of stuff. Because right. Most news organizations... Listen, we're serialized coverage of events. Yes. Facts change yes. as you report it out. And right. What you say Monday may be a little bit different yes. Tuesday or Wednesday, and you get more information and your story grows. Yes. So there's a progression of information there. Right. Uh, what they've done is so all these fact checkers that were signed up now have evolved into content. Yes. So they'll block a story we write yeah. and we'll say, well, what's wrong with it? Yeah. There's nothing factually right. wrong with it. Right. And they'll say, well, it doesn't have this or yeah. it doesn't have that. It doesn't have this study. Right. So now they've gotten into the business of they're trying to dictate what's in your story. Yes. And what we have always done successfully is look at what the big mainstream guys are reporting. Right. And say, you know, there's a different perspective here and we need to give voice to that. Well, if you can tamp that voice down, which they've done pretty successfully with us, then people aren't getting exposed to it. And even their own people, right. right? So I'm not a big person who thinks we should have this divergent yeah. two, two worlds. Right, right. Like my thing is that people will come across our copy and say, well, I didn't know about that. You know, and the more you say, I didn't know about that, then maybe we'll get more engagement and better debate. And that's really what I'm concerned about is that steamroll. So, Shai, I know you have a question. Let me ask one more thing first. Mm-hmm. And that is this. Um, 
if I'm doing a search and in that search I type in, let's just say I type in inflation, you know, what, what, what is the inflation rate? And I see coming up New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, CNN, MSNBC. I see the first page, second page, third page, all these liberal sources. I never see the Washington Times. Why can't I see Washington Times? Well, they constantly change the logarithm. And there's no doubt early on, I would say eight years ago, especially on, because we cover a lot of international policy. We cover stuff that other publications really don't cover. Right. so at the end of the day, we would always show up in a top three on a lot of topics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, this evolution has occurred where they realize they can get away with it, and there really is no recourse. Wow. Um, so you slowly move down the chart. So I, it's hard to say that it's a systematic thing. For all yeah. I know, it's one person writing a logarithm. Yeah. And they write them, and, and early on, it was very clear that they wrote them to benefit, yeah. say, the Washington Post. Yeah. Right? So... If you have metrics within that algorithm that right. say you're not going to surface a story unless it hits a threshold. Yes. Well, they were, they knew the threshold and would push out enough to get enough page views to get to that threshold. So it's like this self-fulfilling thing right. where they've constantly, so that's where we are now is that they've been able to jigger the whole system designed around their content and they're losing money but still growing. Wow. Right? Because yeah. now they're under the bottle of being underwritten by Bezos, which is fine. Yes. I think as a product, they were, you know, the reporting there is not what it was. And right. I think that's across the board. Yeah. Because editors have become secondary. And one of the process that has been lost in the speed to get nonsense up online yes. has been the editing thing. Wow. You know, a reporter would what come an in insight. And say, you know what, that's oh. not even worth publishing. We already wow. know that. But now, in the pursuit of pages, everything goes up, right? Wow. And we've been guilty of it some too. Like mm-hmm. we've tried to fix, but right. you know, we have a print product still that is delivered across all of us, all the offices, all the lawmakers right. get it. And we have a digital version of that paper that you can see. And it, there is a different thought process of putting that together. So I think that most of our reporting is infused with real reporting because we still write for print publications. Right, right, you know, right. It, it Interesting. So it changes just saying, all right, somebody said something, here's yes. their response, somebody else, and we got to click for that, we got to click. Yes. At some point, we compile everything into a big story Yes. that kind of puts everything together so you get it all in one thing, right? Wow. So that's, but editing has really been the downfall or has suffered the post over the last 10 years at every place. Powerful statement. Shelly? Um, so I'm, th- I'm just thinking, I've got a question. What would you say the age and the demographic target audience is for the Washington Times yeah. digital, not yeah. print. Well, that that's part of our problem. We're, we're considered an old stodgy paper, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we haven't done too much to get away from that. Our readership skews older. Um, I'm trying a bunch of initiatives to get more stuff in front of younger people. We've been hampered, obviously, online. I mean, we still write it on. If we get it to you, you, know, you can read it. But I got to figure out, and we're trying to stand up some like grow a, grow a conservative program where we get some people to underwrite subscriptions so we can get them to the students. We're yeah. trying to work with different universities and colleges to right. start getting our content in front of their students. We're Boy, that to, that's a whole uh, right. proven thing that the old human events newspaper used to do. Right. So even uh, yeah, some some uh, even uh, the Freeman did that uh, for. Uh, 
the old Foundation of Economic Education publication, uh, did it for students, and people so did it. Our demographic skews high, but we're trying to get in front of more people. We're trying to participate in more uh, events so we can talk to more people. Um, you know, the event industry kind of died over the last three years, um, but we're trying to do some more stuff. We have a couple. You know, we have a to the Republic section in the. Um, Commentary section weekly, which is basically a, a modern-day Federalist paper defending the Constitution. Um, we've had everybody from Barr to really um, Pompeo, great to everybody to write different aspects of you know articles about the Constitution and why it's important. I'd love to turn that into some kind of event where yeah. we work with students. Yeah, um, and you know, there's a lot of things going on. I think in the conservative movement that we want to be a part of. Um, I think our role is to be a really legitimate news organization yeah. that can be used by the conservative movement. So there's some parameters yeah. that we try to, you know, we want to be a part of it, but we don't want to drive it. Right. So, you know, I'm excited about the Washington Times because in an age where there is censorship, in an age where there is skepticism, and where there's an age where there's information overload, but you don't know the the truthfulness of it, your paper gives the ability to get objective news, plus you get the uh, analysis by right. commentators. Right. And so, Chris, as we wind up, I'm encouraging subscribers mm -hmm. to go ahead and subscribe to the Washington Times. And uh, I know that uh, I get emails from you. Right. I know that... Uh, you, you, you can subscribe to it and get the digital version. I'm not sure if you mail out the old-fashioned version. Tell me about subscribing. How easy is it, and what can I expect yeah, if I do easy. get it? Yeah, it's very easy. You can click right into our subscription thing on the home screen of Washington Times. We offer a couple things, but if you get a digital subscription, you do get a daily digital version that would come in your email. So you can actually read the print paper that we right. put out in Washington on your yeah. phone or on your tablet yeah, or on that's your right. screen. Um, which, you know, I still like the ideas of newspapers because you organize news by its importance and right. of that day versus just being splattered on a phone. Yeah. Um, the, the price is pretty good right now. I think we're still having sales and either way, it's pretty low. We're working on a membership. Oh, that's awesome. So we want to expand and get into some other stuff and give people more access and discounts and other things that they can received by being a member i think that you know the left has definitely benefited by oh, by pbs 100%. and the tote bag model yeah we need a little bit of the tote bag model yeah. I, you know i would love for you to read us every day and yeah. be part of your daily routine yeah but i do understand that everybody lives their life yeah. and they don't necessarily need you know what we're producing every day yeah. but we need the support so yeah. the difference was when we were print we'd land on your doorstep right didn't matter whether you're doing the crossword reading the movie <laughs> section didn't matter as long as you re-upped right you know, now theoretically we're trying to make money off of page views which doesn't work and so we need people to support us in general so subscribe support what we're doing i also tell people if you read a publication where you agree with everything they write it's probably not the right publication right. or you should be looking elsewhere to get another yeah. perspective yeah because we will write stuff that may anger you yeah. but I, I say keep looking at what we're doing because we are just trying to give you information. So I encourage everyone, check it out. See if it's not for you. Give it a try. Give it a trial. What's the Take website? Uh, www.washingtontimes.com. That's pretty Washington easy. WashingtonTimes.com. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. WashingtonTimes.com. 
And I got to tell you, uh, Chris, I, uh, I, I, I get so many emails, as you can imagine. Washington Times, I always look at it. I always see what the unique un, uh, lead article is. Then I look at the other articles that you're covering. And it's always fresh, uh, timely, and interesting. Well, I appreciate that. And, and there are other ways you can get the newsletter. And that's a good way to start. Sign yeah. up for one of our newsletters and you'll start seeing stuff in your email yep. in the morning. And that that doesn't require a subscription. So you can right. get adjusted to us yeah. um, and see what we're doing. So that's, that's a wonderful way to look at it. Guys, thanks so much for listening in. Uh, we uh, really appreciate it. Hope that you'll take this podcast, send it out to your friends, send it out to your neighbors, to your family, and um, let them listen to this as well because we've got to be able to uh, educate and people have to understand the massive censorship that is taking place right now, censoring truth, censoring facts. Shelly? So... Thank you for being here, Chris. I want to ask you, because this audience is a praying audience, how can we pray for you and the Washington Times in general? I think praying for our mission, um, and and our mission is freedom, faith, family, um, making sure that our, our lawmakers are covered in a way where they're held accountable for their actions and for the policies that they're pursuing. Um, so, you know, and the safety of our reporters. I mean, I have people on the ground in the Ukraine yes. right now. And, and yeah. you know, our people go to certain places yes. where other people don't want to go yeah. to try and give some insight. We had a fantastic story this morning um, from Lviv. And our reporters spent time with this little small hacker group that's set up for the Ukraine there and is, is hacking into Russian stuff. And, and, and it was a very interesting little piece. Um, so I, it's just prayer for our mission. Awesome. That's All great. right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we will be talking to you next week. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.